You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Monday, April 27th, 2020. This is Locked On Phillies. I'm Tim Kelly. Pre-coronavirus, I was supposed to be on vacation in California this week, so yes, I'm rather bitter, but I am committed to hosting this show and saving Philadelphia Sports Talk from spending the entire summer and probably much longer than that just talking about Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Before we get into any Phillies-related stuff today, though, I want to talk to you about Postmates. There are a lot of delivery services, but Postmates has been my favorite for a long time. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. And given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout for my favorite local restaurants. Listen, you guys want to be supporting neighborhood restaurants right now, restaurants that a lot of them are struggling like all of us. We want these places to still be open when things eventually get back to some level of normalcy, and that's why it's important to support them right now. So you have that as an option. And then Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi or whatever you want to order food-wise. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and Wawa and 7-Eleven and wherever and dropping it off outside my door. Nobody wants to go in the grocery store right now. You go in there if you're like me and you wear glasses and you have a face mask on, you can't even see because you're breathing and fogging up your glasses right now and you have to stay six feet away it's a disaster so instead just postmate it just download postmates on ios or android find your favorites and get everything you want delivered within the hour and for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners 100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app and use the code locked on that's code locked on for 100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the post Postmates app. So during this time, uh, you've seen quite a few uh, social media people trying to get creative because there's not much of anything going on right now in the sports world or in the world beyond just the coronavirus. So uh, you've seen these open-ended quote tweets on Twitter asking different questions. And one of my favorites is the one that says, quote this with your most controversial baseball opinions. Some people use it just to say dumb stuff and get a reaction. People like Dan Clark or whoever on Twitter. But I think everyone has two or three genuinely held baseball opinions that most people disagree with. And for example, one of them uh, in my mind, one of the first uh, All-Star Game memories in my life is a 2003 All-Star Game in Milwaukee. Uh, the game did have one of the most iconic All-Star Game plays ever. Barry Bonds, in his first at-bat of the game, had a deep ball to right center field, looked like it was going to be a home run, and instead, Torrey Hunter, who was one of my favorite players as a kid, he robbed Barry Bonds of the home run, and Barry Bonds ran out to center field and picked him up, and they laughed. It was a funny moment, and I mean, it was 2003 Barry Bonds, so he ended up hitting a home run off of Roy Halladay later in the game anyway, but it was a cool moment. The most memorable part of that game, though, is that both teams ran out of pitchers, and Bud Selig ultimately came down to the field and declared it a tie, and there was a ton of outrage, and that led to baseball attempting to give the All-Star game more meaning. So Bud Selig started the This One Counts campaign, and from 2004 to 2015, 
the team, the league that won the All-Star game, got home field advantage in the World Series. And it was really unpopular, and I never understood why. In the end, it's very rare that home field advantage actually decides the World Series. In 2016, the Cubs won a seven-game series. That Game 7 might be the greatest baseball game of all time. They won that on the road in Cleveland at Progressive Field. Last year, and th- this is obviously an outlier, but it still shows you, uh, last year all seven games in the Astros-Nationals World Series were run won by the team on the road. The Nationals won Game 7 on the road late with uh, tons of screaming Astros fans. So it's not like having the All-Star Game decide home field advantage really hurt the sport in any way. And the talking point about, oh, it's such an outrage that uh, the All-Star Game decides home field advantage. Why? It was just one of those things that lazy sports talk hosts complained about every summer for a decade without actually even knowing why they were complaining. Partially, I think it was because the All-Star Game happens at a time where there's not a whole lot else going on in the sports world. But it gave the All-Star Game, in my opinion, for that 11 years that they had it, it gave it a minor meaning and it kept it from just being a lame exhibition game without a ton of competitiveness. And to me, since Rob Manfred has changed the role, which again, most people agreed with that ruling, I did not. Now there's a ton of player interviews during the game and not just interviews of people in the dugout interviews while people are in the field or batting or whatever and you have players taking selfies and tweeting while they're in the field and some people like that I gotta be honest with you though I can't say I do so my first unpopular baseball opinion is that I actually really miss when the all-star game counted for home field advantage and I know there's a minority of people out there like me that feel the same way My second controversial baseball opinion is that I increasingly feel like the DH should come to the National League in some form. And Larry Boa talked about this last week with uh, Megan Montemuro of The Athletic and said he thinks that the DH should either become universal, meaning it would be in both leagues, or it should be eliminated and be in no leagues. And I agree with that, and I've always agreed with that. The AL has a giant advantage in interleague play and in the World Series because they actually employ someone to be a DH. In the 2009 World Series, the Phillies had to insert Ben Francisco and Matt Stairs in the lineup. The Yankees had a DH in Hideki Matsui that made multiple all-star teams and was ultimately the World Series MVP in 2009. So it is an unfair advantage. I don't care what anybody says about that. So I would like to see it universal or gone. And frankly, I'd like to see it universal because there's a reality that the AL is never getting rid of the DH. It's just not going to happen. And maybe the NL is just going to keep its current rules, which I'm not going to kick and scream about. But I think at this stage, and I didn't always necessarily feel this way, I would actually prefer to have a DH in the National League. And I I get the appeal to watching a a pitcher occasionally hit a home run, but is that worth it to have them hit like a disaster the overwhelming majority of the time? Nothing is more deflating than having the bases loaded and two outs, and here comes the pitcher to bat. It's almost an automatic out. And there's not really a lot you can do about it, especially if you're relatively early in the game. And I I get tired of hearing, oh, this pitcher's a good hitter uh, about a pitcher that hits 190. That's not good. That's a bad hitter. When you compare that to anyone else, that is a bad hitter. And sure, there's the occasional pitcher that hits 240. I mean, great. It's still not good. And uh, it's not worth the trade-off to me. Pitchers get hurt running the ball out or they get hurt hitting. I mean, think about... 
how different recent Phillies history would be if Charlie Morton didn't tear his hamstring running uh, out the ball to first base, also in Milwaukee at Miller Park. I mean, the Phillies at that time, they could have had someone like Nelson Cruz or an actual hitter employed to be their DH. Instead, they had Charlie Morton, who a lot of people think he broke out with the Astros, and I mean, to a degree he did. But those first few starts he made with the Phillies, he was already starting to show the velocity increase that would ultimately allow him to be a late bloomer in Houston and now in Tampa Bay. And the Phillies got robbed of that chance for that to happen in Philadelphia and at minimum for him to be a a piece you trade away and get a return for because he got injured running out of ball to first base. He tore his hamstring that ended his season and ultimately ended his time with the Phillies. And I just feel like I'd rather watch a professional hitter hit than watch a pitcher that usually isn't especially interested in whether they get on base or not come to the plate. And I I do appreciate the strategy of a manager having to decide whether or not to pinch hit for a pitcher in a close game. I appreciate that, which is why when Jason Stark of The Athletic reported earlier this year that baseball had internally considered an idea that would bring the DH to the NL, but the DH would only be able to stay in the game as long as the starting pitcher, I liked that idea because let's use a mid-2000s Phillies example. Let's say Brett Myers was pitching for the Phillies starting that day and Jim Tomey was your DH. If Brett Myers struggles and has to come out of that game after four innings, Jim Tomey either has to go in the field or you have to take your three, four, five, wherever he's hitting in your lineup, uh, an all-time great, out of the middle of your order. Maybe you put Jim Tomey at first base to keep his bat in the lineup, but then you have a subpar fielder in the field late in the game. And what if you already have a player at first base, someone like Ryan Howard, that doesn't necessarily play another position and you don't want to take his bat out of the lineup either? To me, I I would put that idea in immediately where the DH gets to stay in as long as a starting pitcher because it's the best of both worlds. You get to keep the NL strategy and then you don't have to have pitchers bat at any point. I doubt the league's going to do that and... Uh, I think within the next five years, we're just going to have a universal DH in both leagues, no strings attached, and this may be unpopular, but you know what? I'm cool with that. That's going to do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Kelly Sports. Read my work on philliesnation.com and radio.com. Now tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Locked on MLB. I'll talk to you guys next time.